hello <laughs> to begin another episode of Always Strikes Last. That's right. You're waiting it's, for something. <laughs> it's Always Strikes Last. And <laughs> an Age of Sigmar podcast with Miles, Matt, and Jack. <laughs> Where we that's sometimes say us. hello. <laughs> we like uh, to use our intros uh, the same way a musician likes to use jazz. Like a way to riff on things. But we don't really have any rules for it like jazz does. So Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to keep ourselves on our toes. There we go. It's, <laughs> if you thought we were just making it up, you'd be right. Yeah. <laughs> winging it with style. Yeah. Uh, speaking of winging it, though, we all got, all got some games in this weekend. Where I was definitely winging it, so that's good. <laughs> um let's see uh i went to a a gt uh at warhammer world jack you went to a uh, one day or an rtt at our favorite uh hobby shop in cambridge massachusetts exactly down to the pandemonium for the Arbor art boys uh rtt (laughs) there we go and uh and matt you uh played games at home probably Uh, I actually went up to Beasley's to prep for a look at you getting out of the house sparkle party. Yeah, <laughs> look at me. Was that the the garage hammer I hear so much about on the Discord? Oh no, we yeah, well, kind of yes, but we Custom we fancily we fancily played in home, uh, bereft Ooh. of any wind for nice. once. So that was it, that was an excellent experience with the windstorms coming through right now. Oh, do you want to do you want to lead us off with uh, with how that went? Um, I kind of want to hear about Jack's Jack's okay. uh, Jack's whole thing going on. Let's, going, all right. going let's zoom on over to Pandemonium Books and Games. Oh. All right. Well, Pandemonium Books and Games, you know, small RTT, you know, local man manages to emerge to play a one-dayer. That's pretty much the there we go. story. Hopefully, sallying forth to bring some glory to ASL and our very global presence, such as it is. Uh, so, you know, I was bringing my Slaves to Darkness. That's the theme for this year. And, and I want to try out a, a few new things because I'm kind of addicted to novelty or cool tech. So It's the spice of life, Jack. That's It, it absolutely is. It absolutely <laughs> is. So still going to the mostly Slaneshi theme. You know, I brought the Slaves to Darkness uh, and I did like a host ever chosen list. And uh, I kind of decided to go like many drops. I think it was like 11 or something the other day. Ooh, like no Battle Reg or anything like that. Yeah. So I went uh, a warlord, which had Bellicor, Chaos Sorcerer Lord, who was the general, who had mm-hmm. like the Arcane Tome and Master of Magic, so he's really good at casting the spells he needs to. Uh, a Chaos Lord who's there to be a tunnel mastery kind of guy with the helm that shuts off, you know, people who were a couple wounds or less from countdown objectives. Mm-hmm. The Unmade, to round that one out. Then a Galatian Veterans Battalion with by 10x Chaos Chosen with the uh, Slanesh Banner and the Slanesh Mark. Uh, 10 Chaos Warriors with the Nurgle banner, the Nurgle mark, Dark Oath Savagers, and then, after all that, the fun stuff, sitting outside of battalions, and that would be a Chaos War Shrine with Slaneshi stuff. Nice. And then, what I've been calling the Menagerie, which are the pets for the Chosen. Excellent. And that is a Mind Stealer's Phyranx, an allied Cockatrice, and an allied Chaos Gargan from the new Beast of Chaos book. Nice. Oh, nice. I bet that Chaos Gar- Gargan did some work. You know, of all of them, he was probably the one that did some work, but not as much as I would have thought. Like, I was waiting mm-hmm. for him to have his, like, awesome moment. And I'll get into the games real quick and run you guys through, like, the, the event. But I was always waiting for the moment, like, the Chosen would have something really armory to hit, like, with only one rend. And, and then he would run up and he would smell on them 
to re- reduce their save and then roar at them to prevent like uh, an all out defense, which have just nice. been the moment <laughs> to see something evaporate there. But alas, he was more of a, a cool support piece. This one, but kind of jumping into it. I had a lot of fun with it. It was a good local one day or right. You know, we had a, some time in the game shop. We had some lunch together, had a beer after. Uh, Did you get the, the 1369 Vietnamese coffee? Oh, you know, that one, I did almost get the Vietnamese coffee. I went for a regular coffee because I didn't want the sugar bomb for like all that condensed milk, but it was like, (laughs) it was living the dream. It it was, I mean, for, for those of you who don't know Miles and I too personally, or that you haven't heard the stories, if you do, we used to game with this club all the time. It was our home club for many years. So I was in memory lane. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, So it was, it was certainly an, an adventure in that regard. Uh, you know, I ended up playing, you know, three really great opponents, had a good time with it. Um, first one was against uh, a guy named Daruk, Daruk Uzel, and he was playing some Lumineth Realm Lords against me. And, uh, you know, it was one of those games where I knew what I needed to do. It was, will he be able to stop me by frustrating these chosen or killing them or getting their way or something like that? Because he brought a list, which was really like a lot of Sentinels and a lot of like, uh, you know, the, um, the Spearmen. And he had some other spicy stuff, you know, the the character that deep strikes kind of anywhere he wants. We should give oh, him that like guy. three up auto survive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a couple fast units of, uh, you know, the cavalry. You know, just kind of like zip around and grab objectives or do whatever. And then he had, um, you know, the uh, ten swordmasters and a light of Eltharian. So, ooh, yeah, it's like kind of like an interesting an interesting set of things to deal with because. That light of Eltharian is kind of a scary assassin these days in terms of like foot heroes who can actually fight. Sure. So yep, and the swords are no joke now. Oh, exactly, exactly. Like I, I'm a little afraid of them. You don't want him to go off. The, it's like the uh, swords are no joke. The swordsmen are TBD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I'll, I'll kind of run through this one fairly quickly because um, he took first turn. Because, of course, I had a million drops and he had fewer. And he did some magic and he uh, he got some shots off and did a little damage to the Chosen, but not a concerted amount, not enough to like really whittle them down. Uh, and then it came time for the Slaves of Darkness Chaos fun turn. And Mr. Magic himself went off and did his extremely reliable 3D6 cast to make sorcerer, was it demonic power happen on the Chosen, mm. which he can like, mm. re-roll if he gets the double one or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, getting the Mystic Shield and all that. And, you know, I managed to sort of focus them up the lane in the middle and do the big double charge where they ran in and they hit the first wall of Wardens, who did not have a five of Ward up at this point, uh, you know, notably, kill them all and immediately consolidate and kill all the archers. So right there, they um, snagged about a third of the army, the bottom of one, while I had sort of cleaned up the horses who had come and done some stuff on the other side and tried to start killing that very hard to finally finish off, you know, hero who is like kind of the lore seeker or whatever mm-hmm. in a, on one of those objectives. And, uh, then I managed to demonic power, the, the sword guys when it was their turn to react and then come in and finish off everything else with the chosen and the rest of the army. Cause the monsters had beaten up Eltharian on the other side of the board, as well as, uh, some of those horses as part of it. So it was, it was a pretty strong finish for the, for the slaves of darkness, but a lot of scary moments because Daruk had done some interesting stuff with those choices. And it was hard to tell exactly whether or not they would just like finish off something I would otherwise consider defensible. Uh, high marks went to Eltharian who, 
ran up to try to kill Bellacor. And the cockatrice did the cockatrice's special move where he looked real hard Ooh, at him. Nice. Yeah. And made him so he's got to hit on like sixes. So I, in my head, I'm like, good, perfect defense. This will never work now. Altharion was like, sixes is my only number. Yeah. <laughs> he got a bunch of hits. <laughs> and he almost one shot at Bellacor. It was really cool. Wow. He, he got him from oh, like wow. 14 wounds down to one. And I hadn't realized it at this point because I think I hadn't reviewed his rules before, but he has like 2d3 damage or something against monsters or heroes, I think, with one of his swords, and, and both of those had hit and gone through. So oh, it was yeah. like very scary. <laughs> yeah, he's but, uh he's he's pretty nasty. That whole new book is like sleeper nasty. It's amazing mm-hmm. how little like fanfare it got when it came out. I know, right? Like I, I feel like it's all I hear about now as far as like the scary techless castle builds or whatnot, but they're you know, it, it, it was it was showing some of that here too. But, you know, fun game on the whole, you know, I ended up taking it. We had some lunch after that, and I came back for what I was considering the scariest thing of the day at that point, which was a match against Gloom Spike Gits. Oh, my the goodness. New, the new boogeyman. And mm-hmm. I know we were talking about how I wanted to fight a goblin. Well, I got my wish. Uh, played a great guy named Miles Govrick. You know, he's from Wicked Dicey. You know, you and I know each other a bit, you know, from the times up there, going to events with those folks. Uh, and he'd come down to the tournament, so, you know, bringing a really good list, really strong players. So it's like, you know, I was sitting there. I'm like, all right, awesome army, great player. This is going to be real hard. <laughs> you know, what, sure. what am I going to do? Uh, but it, it ended up working out, you know, with, lo- with a little bit of luck on my side. We were playing the um, the mission. I think it's Battle Lines Drawn, right? Where it's like the big quarters or how you control, you know, the border. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. he brought a list which had some of the elements you'd expect from like the big scary new new gets he had mm-hmm. the 36 strong blob of squiggy guys you know i think it was a squig herd he had mm-hmm. the guy the mushrooms who could give them buffs he had scrag rot he had uh that i think it's like the um the warband or whatever where it would has like the hero that can just give them like a fight on death you know what i'm talking about miles yep get racks uh not get racked I, 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 I actually just got it. No, it's not Sarbag. It's the other Underworlds warband that just came out. Wherever I can't, has armor. I can't keep track of all the stupid. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the best. It's the best kit so far. It's got like instead yeah. of a Boingrot that's bouncer, the... it's a Boingrot bouncer with a little hammer on the end of his lance. Oh, so nice. can oh that's right. People. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was literally like such a cool kid. And I know I'd kind of seen it when they released it in one of those boxes, but I hadn't paid attention to the rules for this one either. And I'm like, <laughs> really wow. Good. Wow. Really yeah. Good. It, on both sides too, which is unusual. Sometimes it's like the war band is like good for one utility function or their hero happens to be good. But this one is like a, a double win because the hero just sits there and he just pokes a unit. He happens to be near and says, yeah, you can guys can all fight on death now until, you know, we're done with this medic zero phase or whatever. Yeah. And, he has the other dudes, which are a reasonably like medium range skirmishy fighting unit, who can get a four of ward save if they go on their quest and like end up on top of a piece of terrain he's nominated. Yeah. So, you know, there's hand at Gork that somewhere, which he did to me, to something near my deployment zone. And all of a sudden, there's a sticky little goblin unit with a four of ward save. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's a pretty, pretty interesting, but. But I digress, you know, just kind of running through some of the, the cool stuff and mm-hmm. the scary gets list. Uh, he also had the um, whatever they call them, like the Gobblepalooza. So one of those. Yep. He had uh, the spider, big spider being ridden by a goblin boss. It can do like a ton of mortal wounds. Not like the um, Arachnorock, but, but the medium sized one. I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, 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 the single hero on spider. Yeah, exactly. Then a couple five man spider rider units for screening purposes, um, a big mangler squig. And, uh, I think, a whatever the, um, the marsh crawler slog, I think it is, it gives it the aura plus one to hit. Nice. Uh, and then, and this, this, this is the last piece is going to come into play for you know, how this thing played out. He had 10 fanatics. <laughs> Them fanatics are that's a lot of fanatics. Nasty. Yeah, yeah. So a little, little interesting, you know. So uh, we deploy, get our stuff done. He gives me first top, top of one. So I take it, and I had a kind of a plan of trying to smash the loon shrine before it could do anything. You know, so I brought up Bellacor to try to get in there if I got a reasonably high charge to hop over the spider screen he put up there and just take it out before it could start pooping out residual units. And I also was doing what the chosen do. I buffed them up. They got all the buffs. So I brought them up to do a, uh, you know, a big alpha charge and try to like pin him in his deployment zone. I knew there was some risk, but I didn't think there was any better, better way to not lose on a thing where giant amounts of units can just steal the objectives from me by having more bodies in every table quarter. Sure. Yep. Yeah. So of course, Miles had anticipated this and he put me in like the scariest spot. I was like in a cold sweat for like five or seven minutes on this because <laughs> there was an incredible comical moment where the Gobapalooza, you know, pulled out from their pocket dimension swatches or their skirts, the 10 fanatics. So five goblin men produced 10 fanatics who ran out from wherever they were hiding <laughs> right in front of the, um, the chosen. And, you know, we're kind of in this corridor where I don't really have a lot of choices but to charge the fanatics or not charge the fanatics, like they are going to get impacted. But the fanatics were near Grincrack, so Grincrack gave him his blessing or whatever of, of goblin knightly virtue, mm-hmm. and they were going to fight on death. And you know, I had Mystic Shielded the Chosen, and of course, I had a command point sitting by to give him an all-out defense, you know, if it mm-hmm. came to it. But I was not loving the prospect of charging my prime killing unit into ten fanatics. So we're going to do ten d six. Three up, three up, red minus two, D3 damage hits on them. <laughs> you guys can kind of imagine, even with a six right. award save, yep. this would, this could have been disastrous. Could have been just game over right there. So I was trying every way in my head to work around it or not have to do it. But then I realized that when I charged in Bellacor, where he was, Bayabon intention was like a millimeter or two beyond being able to smash the Loon Shrine, but it was going to like clear the spider screen and set himself up for maybe later. Mm-hmm. But if I didn't bring in the Chosen, all of the fanatics are going to be able to kind of run in and like one by one, just kill him. It would have been like, bye bye Bellacor. So I had to commit and take mm-hmm. the risk. And mm-hmm. I did. And long story short, you know, it worked out. The chosen didn't all die. They, they managed to, you know, roll decent armor saves and uh, against like the wall of attacks. And I cleared the fanatics and I, and I cleared the spiders and I took the opportunity to bring in the chosen to just menace the rest of it, tie a couple of heroes in combat and kill the goblet palooza. Nice. So, Wow. All, yeah. So right against the shrine, everything's pinned in. On the other flank, I've taken the left quarter, the giant and the and the dark host have kind of gone over there. On the right side, the unmade and some other things are kind of like uh, ensuring there are bodies in the in the upper right hand uh, quadrant. And then there's some stuff in the home objective, including the chaos warriors, kind of camping trying to keep it safe. I don't want to belabor it too much, but we kept going on with an intense back and forth. Like the spider boss came in and he killed Bellicor in one round with poison wound attacks. Very scary. Can't stop the mortals. You know, and different things happened, but the highlights and it would allow me to take the game. 
where Bellacor decided to bless the giant squig unit with his dark blessings. So he did not did not get to do anything in turn one. Oh, that's gorgeous. Oh, that that yeah, that that that's the MVP play right there. Anything Especially because squig. Because it's such a big unit, and when you deploy it, you're probably deploying it next to the Loon Shrine anyway, because the, the deployment zones are tight. And so it's really easy to get yourself behind that unit. And then you can't go anywhere because there's 30, 36 squigs in your way. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Like it, it was, I think it was pinning at least Skagrod exactly where he was. I mean, and you know, so it, it left him in a situation where he was able to like move the Mars Crawl of if he wanted to. I don't think he did. He did mm-hmm. try to move the spiders up um, on one side, and he did try some stuff with like the, you know, the Boingrat founders and some resurrected, not Boingrat founders, sorry, the Mangler Squigs and some resurrected mm-hmm. fanatics. But it just wasn't the wave of death that would have been if like that big blob was able to get in the middle of the board, like in that crucial oh, turn. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it just held everything back. So after that, you know, uh, I kind of left it alone for a little while because I didn't want to run in there while it was going to get blessed with the fight on death immediately. Uh, and he'd left the Chosen alone by retreating those characters. So I, I rallied a few of them, and they're sitting there being a menace. And then the final piece and funniest bit of the game, I think, happened. It was kind of worth highlighting, which is, you know, he'd come around to try to collapse that flank. And, you know, the 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 uh green Crocs, you know knights had teleported so they were kind of over there by where the chaos over was holding things in the back rank uh, along with the sorcerer and he'd brought around the mangler squig and he made the charge against bellicor then big boinged over to try to clear out the unmade near the mind stealer's fear ranks you know and the uh and the cockatrice well the cockatrice cockatrice him, so he was going to hit on sixes <laughs> nice yeah very nice uh, I don't recall if the um, if the mind stealer had actually worked on him, but it was it was less material because you just didn't roll sixes, you know, with all those scary attacks, mm-hmm. and so the unmade were like absolutely shocked that they they are not used to surviving contact with anything, but they did a couple wounds to him and kept it going, and uh, and that sort of continued. I mean, and on his neck, I brought in the chosen, and they killed off the resurrected fanatics and the mangler squig, so that was gone on my next activation. Then he brought the big spider over to try to try to fight the mind stealer, which didn't fully win for him, you know. So kind of continuation of this little stalemate over there, where the things kind of slogging on. The chaos lord was also able to run in and kill Grunkark's four up, you know, warded guys or, or get them clo- as close as, you know, to when they weren't going to be able to fully threaten him uh, as he cleared them off and they did other things. And that ended up getting us to a point where we're kind of close to time. We figured out kind of where the lay of the land was and, you know, it was a game, but really, really good game. A lot of scary moments, a lot of interesting things going on at the table and, and a little good luck on my part. Cause if those squigs had been able to do their thing, it would have been really hard to stop that avalanche. <laughs> Yeah, they're <laughs> they're definitely a wall, especially with whatever sub faction your opponent's using too. So good on you. That's awesome. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, fun fun time. Your Miles is a great opponent. Had a get a really good one with that. So I was excited to get like a chance to really see him at table and see him piloted in like a scary way. So it's it was a good one. And that brought me to the last bit, which was in the final boss, you know, a friend of mine named uh Alex, I think it's his premium pronounced last name, Sylphier, uh, but like uh, he plays Blades of Corn, like Reapers of Angels type stuff. And so it's nice. Yeah, you know, that that, that um. combo, which is so technical but scary that exists right now, where you have big old uh, Bellacor to do some shutting down of his own. And then you have uh, some Flush Hounds, you have the Blood Secretor guy, you have the. Um, 
maybe a priest kicking around, but you definitely have Scarbrand, the Axe Bloodthirster, and the Bloodthirster lets him do the six-inch pilot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, long story short, <clears throat> the game itself ended up being really back and forth. We're like certain things wouldn't pop off for either of us that we were relying on to like help clinch it, you know, like passing a Bellacore thing or getting the cockatrice to work or letting your axes explode on their sixes to wound. Like that just wasn't happening for him. But I did manage to put myself in a position where it was going to be really hard for it to fully turn around from very early because I made flying chosen who were completely, uh, you know, buffed up with a demonic power and they had the 3d6 charge, and I took advantage of an opening that existed with how the exactly, almost within millimeters, how the Cornhounds and the, you know, Scarbrand was positioned to go kill him turn one before he could do nice. anything. Yeah. Very nice. <clears throat> yeah. And then it was a, a slog over there with some back and forth and like a really tense nail biter of a game. Uh, at the end of the day, it was a tie. So. It ended up being, you know, each of us 2.5 for the the tournament, but I had the overall point edge. So I ended up taking the tournament and and getting number one and winning it for ASL. But really fun game, really great opponent as always. Like every time he and I play, it's like a real great technical game. Like thinking about that's excellent. That's what you're looking for. Oh, yeah. Real fun. Real fun. But I had a great time. Good to get out there, you know, wave the banner for everyone. You know, the, our, our club on the East Coast does not have a lot of representation outside of myself. That, in fact, might be it. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I love that you got a tie. I feel like every time I have a tie game, that's usually one of my favorite games from any uh, tournament because it's usually just so much back and forth and drama mm-hmm. and everything. <laughs> Or oh, absolutely. Every, both of you are failing your roles. <laughs> Everything you need, or a combination of both. <laughs> it, it was exactly that. It was it was like the the comedy of like funny, frustrating moments where something would just go slightly wrong. Like, okay, really, you know. But everyone was yeah, doing yeah. That both sides <laughs> of those. Like the 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 one the two that I, I call out were like the Bellacore flops or thereof. It's his Bellacore cursed my dudes, right? And the chosen and. You want to come in and kill some demonic power chosen. No better time than when they can't fight back and kill you, right? Of course, they weren't. They didn't make any of those saves, so they they were stuck, kind of staring, transfix whatever you'd shown them. But right. I tried to transfix his axe bloodthirster for that same turn. Passed everything. Didn't even care, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but then I might have cursed his axe because he didn't roll a six in that thing the whole game over many rounds of combat, and I could just oh see like the desire for that to turn into like that wave of mortal wounds to simplify the board. But no, just did not happen. <laughs> yeah, it, it's always kind of sad watching a corn player just miss all of those. There's been a couple of games where I've been up. Uh, I think it's I, I think I had one game against one of those two bloodthirster lists. And no six is the whole game, and you could just slowly see like gray jelly leaking from their ears as they're trying to fill, <laughs> like fit their head with, uh, you know, their frustration what, is building. What up. do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> what do I do now? <laughs> this was the one thing you were here for. <laughs> and you failed. You failed hard. Uh, well, that's uh, fantastic. Congratulations, Jax, uh, on, uh, on, the, on the win. Thanks. Slow um, golf clap. Slow golf clap. Yeah, yeah. You know, great time, great guys all around, you know, great experience, you know. Exactly what you hope for. Local awesome. man takes Excellent. It. <laughs> Excellent. Well, that's awesome to hear. Um, moving on. I so I went to uh GT at Warhammer World this weekend, um, and uh, which was a ton of fun. All right. If you haven't been, 
Uh, obviously, it's it's Warhammer World. It's like the Disneyland of Warhammer. Yeah, it's the, uh. <laughs> the Warhammer Mecca, essentially. Yeah. Um, and they've got a big, I mean, really enormous uh, gaming, you know, arena um, with like castle walls facade uh, built up around it. And there's Bugman's Brewery and that kind of thing all around. Um, it's a fun little two day event. Uh, what's super fun about having it at Warhammer World. So it's kind of weird about the event. So this has nothing to do with the games is uh, Warhammer World itself is kind of in a um it's in like a, a what's it called a, a, a not a, a manufacturing like a business area right where there's no it, it's just like uh, there's nothing but businesses around there's no there's no places to go eat real fast there's no there's nothing around it so uh, built into the area. ticket price this commercial there we go that's what I was looking for um, built into the price of your ticket is uh, lunch nice is it uh, you just have it. Uh, well, no, they have a, They have you at the at the the staff cafeteria, so you get the same food that uh, all the staff gets. Um, including on Sunday, we had Sunday roast, which was very delightful. Uh, oh yeah, that's right. That's a big thing over there. Yeah. So that was that was super fun, and uh, I also actually I say Jack, I got one up on you. I won three of my games. That's true. Right. That's fair. <laughs> but I did also lose two of my games. So that uh, somehow counts against me. Uh, half golf clap. Half golf clap. Only half. Only half. But they were all super fun. Uh, so let's just run through them real quick. So actually, my list was um, I think we've talked about it on this show before, but uh, uh, trying out uh, more. I- I'm kind of tired of the. Iron Jaws, uh, just take as many pigs as you can, um, sort of think thought process that, and that sort of seems to be the standard list that we see a lot of times. So trying out to bring lots of other different things. So we have uh, 15 brutes, a unit of five, a unit of 10, 15 ard boys. I do have six pigs in the unit. We get the Maw Crusher, who's a fasten with the Destroyer Axe, uh, and then uh, just a ton of little heroes. So two War Chantas. We get the boss on foot, who's my master of magic, arcane tome, uh, with uh, uh, tunnel master, and then uh, making a sort of surprise uh, appearance is the war doc from uh, from Bone Splitters, making it a big Wa army. Yeah, war docs. Nice. Um, so Funky he was great. Dancers. Yeah, uh, he had the uh, fists of Gorkamorka spell, which is a Always strikes last spell. I thought that was that was fun and thematic for us. Um, I think I cast it exactly once because uh, it's a twelve inch range spell. Uh, but <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick aside, Miles. I also gave Bellacor the ASL slide. Yes, spell yes. purely for thematic reason. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I would uh, as I was interested introing my list to all my opponents. I would give them this. Like, yep, no, we're just. We took it for the themes. Uh, I'm probably never going to remember to cast this. Uh, he's here for Mystic Shield. <laughs> um, nice. But the the idea of the list is that, um, you know, by turn two, we're plus one to hit and wound on the entire army. And that's pretty good. And that's that's basically it. <laughs> that's that's the list. <laughs> As plans go. It is a good one. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then, and then we're just slogging it out like you normally would. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, round one was playing Prize of Galette. Is it Galette or Galet? I was thinking about this pre-podcast. Mm-hmm. The French speaker in me wants to say Galet, but I've heard a lot of Galettes. I'm going to keep going with it. But uh, I go with Galet as well. Yeah. So, um, Hands anyway, in the so air. Prize of Galet. Um, Gallum. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the mission where you have to turn stuff on. Right, you do the different objectives have to get turned on. I played a, a fellow named Paul with Sylvaneth, and he had um, a big unit of nine of the Bug Riders, a Durthu, some Tree Revs, a War uh, uh, Warsong Revenant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was it. I don't know if he had anything else. Anyway, it, it seemed good. Um, and uh, I think, unfortunately for him, I've been getting my butt kicked by Sylvaneth for the past, like, six months. So I'm, like, really hyper aware of their particular brand of bullshit. Yep. You know? So I'm like, oh, yeah, no. And I, I can see that if I just put a park a guy next to this, you know, I have tons of little heroes. I can just park one of them next to each of these overgrown terrains. And now I don't have to worry about the strike and fade. You know, oh, he had uh, some Kurnoth. He had, the, you know, unit of Kurnoth. Mm. You're just like, um, look at you not being able to move through your trees. Mm. No, exactly. And then I think the other thing that really um, was a critical moment was I dispelled the turn one tree spell. So that tree that Sylvaneth players like to put in the middle of the board, that was just gone. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty well, I, should, I should say it never existed. It wasn't that it was gone. <laughs> It was a sad um, thing that immediately withered and fell. Yeah. Sad. Um, so, and then, uh, and then the rest of it was, you know, because he wasn't having, he was having, sort of having to fight me on my terms. Now I was just kind of able to out muscle him, uh, as you would expect. Um, That's right, cause he couldn't strike and fade on you and do all the things that come. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and, uh, but it was, uh, super fun and his army was, uh, gorgeously painted, um, so that was, that was a fun game. Uh, my second game was against a fellow named Jack who was playing, uh, gloom spite gets our favorite, uh, our favorite army. I know we have some opinions about them. Big old uh, man. <laughs> uh, and this was only the worthy. So this was the one where, um, uh, Galatian champion super score, right? If that's right. Uh, yes, two yeah, the, the bonus point, right? If you, yep. <laughs> uh, no, this is the one where if a Galatian champion is on the objective, nothing else can't matters. Oh, that's oh, right. Gotcha, that's gotcha, right. Gotcha. That's denial. That's fun. Yeah. Um, so that's, that was really interesting. Um, this was a tough match. I was, I was deep in my head about this match, even going into it because my only other experience fighting this army was, uh, I was tabled on turn two before I had a second turn. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, uh, so I was like, okay, this isn't good. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. I'm going to lose. Um, and I do think that had I not been in my own head a little bit and played it cooler, it would have been a much tighter match. Uh, but he did win. He did beat me and he played it well. So uh, not going to take any points away there. Uh, what was really striking to me was uh, he had, he did a great job of castling up. And then, and I was like, okay, well, you're going to castle up. I'll just castle up. Like, whatever. I can play that game, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I think I gave him the first turn. Miraculously, I outdropped him. I don't know how that worked. Um, but he basically took his Mang- loon boss on Mangler Squig, uh, buffed him, you know, to the, like, buffed him to 11, 
and then uh, basically just like threw him into the target after target, you know, bouncing him away. So he killed like eight brutes in one round of combat and then bounced away. Wow. You know, through yep. impact hits and then just like shredding. Um, at which point I would, you know, and I think probably with some battle shock too, I probably was not able to, or something like that. Um, anyway, I was down eight brutes. The next thing I knew. And so as much as I wanted to keep castling, I was like, I cannot keep letting him do this. Right. I need to get out. I need to push forward in the way. So even though I would have liked to sort of keep it, keep defensive for another turn in order to gain all the wa points to then really, cause that's when the, the army really, really cooks when you got twos and twos on everything, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's where we're really doing the damage. Um, you know, I really just had to push forward um, even though I didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then at that point I'm, I'm literally playing for the double, you know, where if I get the double turn, I'm in your face, I got everything right where I want it to be. And if I don't get the double, I am so screwed. Never <laughs> the spot. You want to Man, I didn't get the double uh, classic and I was so screwed <laughs> and he did a great job of uh, mopping me up and uh, we tried to get a few points, uh, but it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be. So great job, Jack uh, with those skits. And they were actually, uh, they were painted really fun too. He had these really bright, vibrant uh, pastel colors on everything. So nice. Oh, yeah. nice. That's, they are, they are the scariest thing right now. I don't think anything even approaches them. Yeah. <laughs> I know yeah. Yeah, his loon shrine was this bright, you know, bright yellow. I, I got to like he, up he, that. Yeah, he dunked it in like the bad moon, like that bad moon yellow paint. Mm-hmm. As, it was, that's what they would do, though. That's exactly it was eye melting. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, round three to finish off the first day was a fellow named Daniel who was playing Skaven. And uh, he was playing uh, a bunch of storm fiends with two. Um, Warp lightning cannons, some clan rats, and a bunch of acolytes, nice. and then a bunch of a bunch of heroes whose names I couldn't remember the entire time. He'd so be like, "This all, is my Skyr." Yeah, Skyr. he was like, "This is my warp engineer," and I was like, "Okay, so uh, the warp fiend is gonna do. I'm gonna hit him. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna hit the guy with the rocket launcher. For my warlock engineer and my yeah. bombardier. And yeah, my, exactly. Yeah." <laughs> Um, and, uh, and this was, uh, ours for the taking. So that's the one that's really, uh, kind of interesting for me because, um, there's an 11 inch, there's two spots on the board where there's an 11 inch gap between you and your opponent. Right. So the slow moving unit can even make turn one charges, yep. which is really interesting. Um, and I think that caused him to castle really hard, right? So he basically gave me his home objective, which is worth two points to me uh, in order to castle even harder. Uh, and then, um, so basically I was just scoring really good points. And then at some point, I think it was again, against my better judgment, I was like, well, I can see the opening into those storm fiends. I'm just going to take it, you know, with the like the mock crusher can just get there and it'll be, it'll probably be fine. Um, it wasn't fine, but I did take three storm fiends out, uh, with him. And then the pigs were able to get in and, and mop up the rest. Um, so you got lucky. 
You got very lucky. I did get lucky. Um, but I was also, you know, heavily outscoring him. And then the, the really cheeky thing that happened was, um, the brutes were able to charge in the hero phase using, um, uh, mighty destroyers, like a three inch charge. Cause they, they cleared the screen and then we're just sitting there. And then in my hero phase, I charged him again so that I could avoid the, um, the, uh, unleash shell. Nice. From all of those acolytes. Pro Very move. Nice. Pro move there. So, um, cause you'd, but, don't, uh, don't want to be on the receiving end of that. Acolytes no, exactly. Nasty. Good. Um, yeah, those storm fiends are just, they have so many wounds. Mm -hmm. They're so tanky. They're just, I mean, they're also just so weird. They got a lot going on. Um, yeah, that's true. It's like, what weapon option combo is there there? Oh man, I forgot what that one did that it does it to you. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. There, there are a lot of, there are a lot of work to play, uh, Mm -hmm. for sure as well. That's the uh, that's the crazy thing about them, um, yeah. But they they they're a lot tankier than they look, which is yeah. Funny. Uh, I really liked uh, his arch warlock. No, God, it's the oh, only Mario? one. It's the only the guy who shot. No, he had like a hammer. It was he had his model was converted, so I'm not gonna like get it from the. Mm. Uh, Arch Warlock? It's probably the Arch Warlock. Probably. Anyway. Um, yeah, he had, yeah, it's got War Lightning Storm. Anyway, he's got this, uh, like, bubble spell that he keeps casting on him that gives him basically, like, a couple extra ablative wounds and a pretty good ward save. Nice. Uh, that was really interesting. And so made this, like, little rat hero that, like, way tank, like, he was fighting brutes toe-to-toe. No problem. <laughs> and I was like, who is this little rat hero? That is really cool. I don't think I've He's seen a that friend. used before. Yeah. That's a little rat friend. Um, so that was great. And uh, so ended the first day uh, two and one, uh, which is, you know, uh, about as good as you can hope for. And uh, yeah, going into turn two or going into uh, day two. So, uh, Come screaming in the next morning because somebody had to sleep in. Classic. It was only about 10% hungover, which is admirable. Yeah. Uh, that's better than 20 or <laughs> anything. Above yeah. the curve. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, was playing this guy named Nikki, who had Stormcast Eternals. And this was, uh, his army was so fantastic. Uh, just as an aside, it was almost 100% models from the Dominion box. Wow. It was uh, three units of Vindictors, five units of Annihilators, the guy with Dog who comes in the Dominion box, and the Mage that comes in Dominion box, and Yandrasta. And then as as like a tech choice, he brought a Lore Seeker, because that's a really good tech choice if if you're still a guest. Oh, yeah. Um, And... uh, this was uh, position over power, which I had never played before. So shame on me for showing up to the GT, not having played one of the missions. Um, and this game was basically over the second I deployed. <laughs> it just did. Oh, no. Like, I don't know, you know, like. <laughs> and uh, so he outdropped me because he was a two drop and then um, decided to take the first turn and, and go for the alpha strike. 
And I think, I mean, I would have done the same in his position or I would have done the same thing to him had he let me go first. So um, I think it was probably a smart move, but uh, that's the one. So this mission, you have a pretty small deployment box where you're pinned in on both sides. And then you also, you, you only get, um, you know, you're 14 inches up, you're 13 inches up, whatever it is. So, um, you know, it's a pretty tight box. So I'm having a hard time fitting all of these orcs in this box. Right. Classic orc problem. Mm -hmm. Um, and then he is just able to pin me in on three sides with annihilators before I, before anything else happens. Yeah. And those will do work. So, yeah. So, uh, before I even get to do anything, my general is dead. Uh, cause he was kind of in a corner. Um, and then and Yandras is also in my face. And the lore master is just deploying on a flank objective, scoring double points mm-hmm. for just existing, like the asshole that he is. <laughs> yeah, I can um, see him right now. <laughs> yep. And just... then uh Yeah, and then it and then it was my turn, and I just could never get out of that deployment zone. I spent the entire I I don't think I ever got out of my deployment zone. That's like the that's like the annihilator dream. It's like yeah. Yeah, tough, we're big grand hammers. Not now, did he make a bunch of seven and nine inch rerollable charges? Yeah, he sure did. But like, he also played well for them, you know. And then you know, got the buffs where he needed them to be. And uh, I think it was definitely, definitely felt like showing up, uh, uh, showing up with scissors to a rock fight, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's something to be said about. Um about that as well too it seems like we're we're finding a lot more scissors rocks and paper in mm-hmm. in the game as it progresses through uh 3.0 but That's i true. also yeah i also want to commend him like clearly he was he's a he was a two and one right that at that moment soon to be a three and one after mm-hmm. our game with a army that was built almost entirely out of a starter box yeah and and the the funny thing is, like, whenever that one, there's a local player that uh, shows up with that uh, style mm-hmm. of list as well. And every time it's like, okay, he's going to rinse, repeat, drop one unit of annihilators down on me, hit me, then hit me the next turn with the next unit of annihilators, and then next oh, turn nice. hit me. And it's just like, okay, so they're always going to have 50-50 re-rollable charges. This is going to be pretty painful. How do we deal with this? It's, yep. um, it's a very cool idea that came out of that box. I do love that theme. It's it's very nerve wracking as the opponent facing it because you you gotta protect vulnerable stuff like for the whole game, and mm-hmm. you can't really rely on statistics to protect you. <laughs> yeah, and and more so, it's it, it puts you in that um, if if you weren't protecting, then you have to play like extreme risk to re- to reward to get anything done, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So so true. So it's a fun matchup against those. Yeah. First time, uh, so it's not fun. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, very well played on his part. Obviously, I know I, I pose like a very fast, hard-hitting threat. So, the, you know, he went for a risky move and it totally paid off. And, uh, you know, absolutely more props to him. Nice. And then uh, last game of the day was uh, a, a fellow named Richard uh, playing his Ogors. And so uh, I think one thing that gave me uh, a pretty significant advantage, I think, in this uh, fight was that uh, my friend Don plays almost exactly the same list. So that was super duper uh, 
So I knew exactly what to what to expect going in. Um, that didn't mean that I was, you know, definitely had like uh, the numbers advantage by any strength, uh, any stretch of the imagination. But I knew what was what was going to happen, you know, and that uh, you you were familiar helpful. with that one. It was exactly was known to you. Nice. Uh, yeah, we're playing. Go ahead. Sorry, go for it. Uh, we're playing Jaws of Galat, uh, which is the one where objectives start mysteriously disappearing. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, actually, we learned something fun in this mission, uh, which is that you control uh, terrain, much like objectives, which is that if you control the terrain and then left, um, it's still yours until somebody else shows up. Yep. Yeah. So you can actually desecrate a piece of terrain that you controlled three turns ago, as long as no one has shown up since then. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even think of it as yeah. a possibility. Yeah. And we had to, we called, we got the, the, so this was from the TO at Warhammer world. There is no more official call than this, in my opinion. Yeah. Nice if call. he makes it, if he makes the wrong call then. there. Yeah. Yeah. If he um, makes the wrong call there, they call him the back office and they tell him what's exactly, up. Exactly, right? Yeah, you're on sprue <laughs> duty from now on. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're making sprue goo for 12 hours as a... Exactly. <laughs> they they got to call it uh, uh, sprue duty. Mm-hmm. But uh, so uh, so I was able to get uh, a clutch uh, secondary uh, thanks to that. And then uh, just to eliminate any feel-bads, Richard was able to get that same... Uh, secondary, a turn later, off of me with the same using the same principle. So nice. Uh, we all we all got it. But it was this game was a bloodbath, and it was um, you know like uh, ten ten uh, brutes just evaporate, and then the next turn, like my mock Prussia is into both cannons and the tyrant, and they just go away, right? Like <laughs> with a bunch yeah. of hard, like like it was just big swings left and right, turn after turn, and so. Um, <clears throat> And the points were tight. You know, he was, he definitely had um, he had a points advantage sort of from the start. And I was sort of trying to trying to eat up. I was winning the um, attrition battle a little bit. Um, and so I was like, OK, but if I can if I can just, you know, round the corner on this, I'll be OK. But as the turns kept creeping, it was like, am I going to round the corner on this? Am I going to do it? Suspense the whole time because nothing was like in the bag. I totally get you. Exactly. Uh, there was a solid, a great fight with um, I had like all of my art boys and my mock Russia into his Stonehorn, who was still, you know, and the Stonehorn was on like a two up or like a, a zero up. Some some point where like the mock Russia's Ren was not really helping in any way, shape or form. Yeah. Right? And so I'm like. Well, fuck it. Let's just throw these. Ar- let's 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 fight with the Ard boys first. They have more attacks. They do just as good a damage, right? And you're, I'm just fishing for ones, right? <laughs> uh, so I do that. I do a bunch of damage. It doesn't quite kill him, um, and then he's able to ice the Maw Crusher before uh, before he gets to fight. You know, he did just enough wounds to. Uh, so anyway, that was a big bummer, and that was like, well, do I get the terrain or do I not get the terrain? Uh, from from last turn because I was already sitting here. Um, yeah, sure. but, anyway, um, and then uh, in the end, I finally broke away from that, and it was I had like uh, that unit of Ard boys was still in the middle. His blood pelt hunter was running for the last like for the last moment. Uh, grab a like cheeky turn five, grab an objective, and the Ard boys were able to make uh, like a long bomb charge to intercept. Um, I don't know that it would have completely swayed the game one way or the other, but it was able to like just like no, that was that's it. You know, shut it, was, it down, <laughs> clinch the yeah, victory yeah. for the three two, and yeah, 
Nice. Um, nice. And really, really well played. Right. Right. Every turn was, uh, you know, on the edge of our seats both ways. So that was uh, really great games. Great games from everybody. And uh, if you uh, do get a chance to play at Warhammer World, I would recommend it. It's definitely, definitely a fun time. Fantastic, awesome. Miles. Yeah. Well, I think we've hit. I think we've hit our 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 edge today. After yeah, we've hit the quota. Reports. Yeah. We, um, <laughs> we have there. talked for our regimented fifty three minutes or whatever. <laughs> Indeed, uh, our. Somewhat loose, but still sort of intact. Self-discipline will prevail. <laughs> Matt, we've got, we've got to hear about these games of yours next time and how they translate into the upcoming victory at Sparkle Party. Well, uh, on our next uh, on our next cast, we'll have actual updates from Sparkle Party, so I can give Ooh. you the before and the after. That's um, where Sparkle. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see how the rats do. Um, Going to be taking... All ninja rats, uh, because why not? Right? If you're gonna fail, it. fail big. Are you I taking that uh, that Skaven catapult thing you were talking about in chat? Nope. Waiting on. Uh, I still need to convert two up. So okay, I've got I was, one. Need another. I'm I'm completely sold on those. Those things. See, those seem hilarious. Yeah, yeah they're, I'm, I'm in they're great. favor. They're great. <laughs> um, uh, eventually, we'll we'll lean into that. Uh, but but I think for this season, I'm gonna stick on rats, and uh, nice. we'll see how Eshin does. Uh, <laughs> probably pretty poorly, um, but it'll be fun. Nothing better than little splinters running around the table. So, there you go. I think about I. That. I decided uh, against after my game with Skaven. I don't think I could play that army because I would take the gamble a thousand percent of the time, and it would destroy me every single game. That's what makes it so much fun. If you don't <laughs> yeah. care about winning, then it's an amazing army. So liquid fun, like a dangerous substance, like Warpstone. <laughs> Indeed, Warpstone incarnate. Um, sounds good. Well, if you made it this far, thanks for reaching the end. <laughs> Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, remember to strike last, I guess. Strike, strike it last. <laughs> Absolutely. Remember, <laughs> last, strike last. He who strikes oh. last. Always. Uh, uh, winning. <laughs>